Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another beer-tastic voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we are going to recap our most recent adventure. We were guests of the Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiast Club, and were, I guess we were finally press. All together, all three of us. Well, yeah, all, all three of us. I got to be pressed for uh, Craft Beer Week, but yeah. yeah. But, um, and we were at the Long Island Craft Classic event at Hexer State Park this past weekend. Right, Certainly previously were. known as the North Fork Beer and Barbecue Festival. Well, they definitely had to change the name considering it was all the way down south in Hexer now. Well, yeah, I mean, it happened, I think last year was the first year it was the Craft Classic, but maybe I'm wrong in that, but. I don't remember. It, it Basically, this festival took go, you know, replaced that one after Martha Clara was like, "Everybody, get off my lawn." Well, if this is the one that used to be at Martha Clara, then I, this is actually what was the first beer fest. This was the previous iteration of this was the first beer festival that I ever went to. Then, oh, that's also pretty cool. about six years ago. Then, maybe a little longer. Um, no, I don't think it's that long. I mean, you may have got. Oh, that's right. You did go that one time with like Caesar, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think this was the the later iteration of that same thing. But a huge, huge thank you to Scott. I don't know how to say your last name. There's a P and an F next to each other, and I can never get that sound right. Yes, thank you, Scott from Starfish, and uh, also a big thank you to uh, Andrew Luberto from LIBME for inviting us to come and squat in their booth. Yes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to hang out with everybody, um, and uh, as usual with them, there were a bunch of excellent uh, extracurricular beverages roaming around. Yes. <laughs> Thanks yes. to... Uh, Greg Kelly, yes. extra props to you for whatever it was that you were finding at the end of the day, and for your <laughs> tall man powers to help us hang up our banner. Yeah, and then uh, Brian as well, bringing out stuff from his uh, his cellar that hopefully we get to go into. Yeah, it was a good time. So, it was, it was really... Um, I really, I have not hung out with those guys before, like in that in that sense, like that. And being that LIBME really pitches themselves as more as a beer enthusiast club rather than just a homebrew club, I'm definitely leaning more towards. Hey, membership might be a cool idea there. Yeah, they um, the, it, from the Schnook competition, just seeing how they were, you know, breaking out different bottles of stuff and 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 it's just great to share like what they want to do is drink this beer with other people which is what i like to do which is why we do this podcast so it's yep. in the spirit of what we love yeah. and it was also pretty darn fun getting a chance to pour a little bit for them yes that was a lot of fun um you know reminded me of back doing you know short order stuff and serving food and stuff in the dining hall in college where I'm just like, all right, let's go. Let's get moving. Let's get moving. Yeah. That was the cool part. And also having people come back to me again and going, I don't know what I haven't had. Can I, can I give me, a beer? Give me whatever you would like me to drink? So I got to push some meat on some people. Uh, Andrew uh, had uh, brewed an excellent mead and um, I got to have people try mead for the first time. You know, you some of your, uh, We'll just call them tipsy ladies going, with honey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the LBME group, they brought a ton of beer. They brought, I think it was 14. I, yeah, I want to say there was 14 beers that they right. had and, on tap. And that's why they had their own tent as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 
they set up two jockey boxes, and then they had that cool uh, door yeah, the, set up. Which the I, retro refrigerator. Yeah, which that, I did. Frank's, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I like that they, um, and I like the probably hand-carved knobs that they made for it, too. Yes. It was, uh, or at least hand-turned or something. It was pretty neat. And I also like the sign in the back that says, don't forget the washer, so that someone goes, I think I might have dropped the washer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are some of the ones that we had that you guys really enjoyed from them? From LIBMA, yeah. I definitely enjoyed uh, uh, Mike Inganitos, I believe. Yeah, I think that's I it. think I'm saying that right. Mike, I apologize if I'm not. Uh, I but think that was also Lisa Tannenbaum was in on that one. Yes. Right? Yes, and uh, that Roasted Reaper was a, a delicious vanilla bomb. Yeah, I was. A, that was, I think, my number one. And a very, very close second was not just because of the name, but Diablo Sandwich. Yeah, that one I really appreciated too. I was very happy to uh, to get, to try both of those. They were really good. In a land of lots of IPAs, it was really nice to find, you know, a porter and then a you know, and I think the other one was just a dark ale. But yeah, I was honestly a little bit surprised, Justin, that you enjoyed the Diablo sandwich because I thought it was going to be too coffee for you. See, I dig the coffee, but there was no, it wasn't acrid. It didn't have like that, that crazy bitter finish. It, it just had the beginnings of coffee flavor. Like I, I like a little bit of coffee ice cream. Like if I have a mix of ice cream, like if I go to Ben and Jerry's and I get like 12 things in, in one uh, cup, I'll always get a little bit of coffee. I'll always eat it first though. Cause I don't want to touch anything else. I'm weird, <laughs> but I'm uh, melting and infecting the rest of the batch. No, because that's, that's like a, a smooth, sweet coffee. And this had um, a little teeny bit of sweetness at the end, I think. That just sort of finished out the coffee for me. Oh, I I just I'm upon tasting it, it was so like upfront roasty. Oh, really? That I thought it was going to put you off, so that's why I was surprised when you were like, "Oh no, I I like this." Yeah, I was digging on that. No, that that upfront coffee was was really a nice taste, and it also made a great first beer of the day at like eleven thirty or so. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, hey, it's like breakfast. It's coffee. It's it okay. Made it feel yeah. It made it feel like it was okay. <laughs> you know. Um, I think both you guys uh, dug the miso mango too, right? Yeah, the miso mango. I thought, um, which was Angel Santiago. Um, I thought that one was really well done. I like the mango flavor, and anytime it starts getting a little warm and sticky out, anytime you can get something a little lighter and fruity, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. It was a nice light fruity beer and pretty damn tasty too. Yeah, and the other one that I really want to give a shout out to was uh, Jen and Tim Davis, the uh, nice melon. There was supposed to be an S in there, but the uh, the watermelon uh, cider. Yeah, oh, that was that, very tasty. That they made. And when Tim explained to me the process of how he decided that he was going to um, freeze the watermelon to break it down and then strain it and blend it, like all the process that he went through, I was like, wow, I would never think to actually, like that would be the best way to get all the flavor and juice out of a watermelon. Well, if I remember correctly, I think he said he strained it at two different parts along the way yeah he did yeah most of the watermelon beers and or ciders i've ever had have always tasted a little artificial and i i'm assuming because someone's using an extract because yeah. getting watermelon flavor into other stuff without very that hard, is yeah. very hard and that made that even more impressive from a technical standpoint but there's no way anybody could drink that and not like it yeah that was really popular. I know that. Uh, I think as, it, as I was pouring it, there was a lot. It it had a little trouble with the carbonation. It was started to foam. Oh, you know, get a little too much too much foam in there. Well, I know that the the keg definitely kicked. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it was the first one to kick or what have you, but I definitely know that 
none of that went home with them. So. Oh, I I would not doubt that at all. When he was explaining that like freezing process, I was almost thinking like ice pack, like or like you know the like this. I'm like, did you freeze it and then like get rid of water and then like concentrate it? But by the time, it, but he said that wasn't really how it worked out. But he ended up using about a quart of watermelon juice. Oh, for the, the, for the five, five gallon batch. Wow, I would have assumed it would have been way more. Yeah, yeah, but definitely he, the much more noticeable flavor than you would think based yeah. on the amount. Yeah, and it just was really incredible. And if he managed to make that again, I, I would, I would buy that one. I would go into a store. I would buy that one. I hope he talks some away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that, they were not the. They had their own tent, but there were still two more huge tents set up, and then probably about another dozen, dozen and a half more. At least little yeah, vendors pop, that you know, brought their own tents. setups. Yeah. Um, one of the other ones was local favorite Great South Bay. Yeah, we we uh, Kevin and I were there early, um, ostensibly to help the club members set up, but we didn't know what the hell we were doing, so we just kind of stayed out of the way. The, to be fair to us, there was also a lot of hands and a lot of things going on there, and they, we would have just been in the way. I um, wasn't there, but I have no doubt. I have faith in you guys that you provided the best possible moral support to everyone. <laughs> I did. I did say good job, guys. At one point, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we helped move shimmy a barrels ever so slightly so that they could reposition the uh, the bar top. That's true. Oh, well, That's one true. of those barrels. I thought you were going to t- tell me that it was the tiny little barrel that there no. was some, there was, that Andrew put some of his meat in, <laughs> like the pint-sized barrel that he had. Yeah, yeah. Andrew's impossibly small cask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, so as we were standing around watching other vendors show up and whatnot, we see this truck like pull into the field, towing the boat and Kevin and I are looking at it like, what are you doing, man? Like, where are you going with that boat? (laughs) We, what we did not realize what that is, the, uh, the official Great South Bay Brewing Company boat that right. the uh, yellow and red stripes on it should have given it away, and there are tapped handles sticking out the side of it and things like that. Well, oh. I don't really think we could see the stripes on the side of it from where we well, were Well, we could see the stripes. They're bright in. red and yellow. Like they're, They cover the whole side of the hull. Even still, though, like you're not expecting a boat with taps to show up. You yeah, know what I exactly. Mean? Like, we're, like we're aware of the crooked ladder um, truck, you know, fire truck that has taps yeah. on it. So if you see a fire truck, you're not going to be like, that's weird. But the boat I hadn't heard of till now. Yeah, I hadn't either, but I thought that was really cool. Once I came around and we saw it, I was like, oh, that's now clever. Makes sense. I like that. Good for you guys. I'm that dumb sometimes. <laughs> but they had on tap they had on tap there again the Muscat Love, which is one that we've reviewed before and we've kind of panned, to be honest with it. We really weren't a huge fan of it. But Justin, you've said in the past, like, you've tried it a couple other times, and you enjoy it more, and so you convinced us to each get a little tasting of it, so we sat down, and we all tried Muscat Love again, and we want, and we recorded our thoughts on it, so we want to share those thoughts with you now. All right, so we're at the Long Island Craft Classic, and we are going to try again Muscat Love. It's on tap, and we all agreed to do this, even though it was Justin's terrible idea, so... Cheers. No, I mean, I Cheers. said I, that uh, I needed to drink it again. So. All right. Yeah, well. we definitely we definitely did try this. The last time I had it on tap, it was infinitely better than the bottle that we had. The uh, the boys here are drinking some. I'm going to have some now to well. see what's going on. What do you think of it, Mark? All right. You know what? This is way better than the bottle that we had way back in episode one, two, or two. 
Yeah. I mean, I enjoy this a lot more than that bottle. I'm Maybe not gonna that lie, this, bottle went bad. I'm not going to lie. The smell still is not great. No. I haven't even drank it yet, but the smell is kind of like gym socks. It's kind of gross. It, yeah. it definitely is. It tastes a lot more like a triple to me, though, than the bottle we had way back in September. Yeah, it's... um. I have to. It's it's the same beer, obviously color wise. The aroma is still a little got some funk in it, but it's really smooth. Tastes more like a triple. Little bit of us, uh, not a little bit, a lot of sweetness. There is more sweetness in it this time, but I am still not a fan. I can't do it. I uh, I could drink a bunch of this. I I could drink a pint of this. I can definitely drink a pint. Of this. I am shaking my head. I'm I'm out. You're out. I'm out. All right. Well, I think we're going uh, thumbs up. For me, thumbs up for Mark, and the thumbs down for Kev. Agreed. All right, boys. So after trying Muscat Love again and getting a chance to think about it, I'm going to give you a mulligan on the ratings. Going to give you a chance to reset your rating here. Mark, what? Do you, I don't remember what you rated it last time. Probably a pint. No, I'm no. pretty sure. All, it was I'm all pretty sure we taster. all rated it a okay. taster. Yeah. So go for it. Do you want to revise your rating of a taster? Yeah, I mean, I would bring it up to a pint. Uh, again, it's not, I think there may have been something wrong with the bottle that we had initially. Uh, it's not my favorite triple, but I don't hate it either. I'd drink right. a pint of it and then I'd want something else. How about I, you, Justin? I agree almost exactly with that. And, and obviously I think early on in our, uh, I think it was episode two, we were not, uh, I think as well, or at least I wasn't for sure, as well versed in what could possibly happen to things or how that could get, uh, the way it was, but. This was a different beer, and I would also um, call it a pint. And I think that I will actually probably just for penance sake probably order a pint every time it's in there. <laughs> well, for me, and it's not a matter of, a matter of just being stubbornness or being different. Like it, I will agree, it tasted better there than it did out of the bottle that we got. So I think Mark, you're probably pretty right on that. That may not have been the best bottle that we got, but it's still. Not my cup of tea. I'm still not going for the whole pint on it. I just, I feel a little guilty every time I say that because I want to be supportive of award-winning craft beer from our region, but I just can't do it on that one. I'm sorry. No, I can totally understand it. Uh, you know, I think our rating system is the way it is because yeah. if you if anybody goes, well, I'm not going to have that because Kevin rated a taster. Well, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. Just drink it anyway and see what you think it is. <laughs> I agree. That is, that is what we're always looking for. I mean, one of the unfortunate things of the whole day is uh, LIBME's tent was right next door to St. James. Yes. But the line for St. James was so long the entire day that uh, I never, you know, I never got no. anything from that. I did not get a chance to stop And they over did there. have their triple and their uh, peach on tap. And I both, wanted to try their peach. Bo- both of which I really enjoy. So it was a little unfortunate, but oh well. Yeah, I didn't get to stop by and see my new buddy Josh, see how he was doing. He was swamped yeah. by himself, swamped. He it was. was. Great. Early in the day, Jamie was there helping him set up, and yeah. Kevin and I spoke to him, and he, Jamie said it was okay if we you know, harassed Josh a little bit because he was new. But I would have felt bad. He, he was like pouring left and right. Oh, yeah. He no, did no. not That's... stop at all. I give him a lot of credit. He was a beast. Yeah. That must have been a long day for him. So yeah, I'm sure it was. Um, one of the other breweries that was there that's always a favorite of ours is Brickhouse Brewery, and oh, yeah. they were unveiling. I don't know if it was unveiling, but they were featuring um all three of their Game of Thrones 
themed beers. Yeah, all, they've had all three of those around before. The Drogos, I think, was just at the the birthday well, party. Well, that's the most. Right now, right? That's the newest one. Well, it's on. Yeah, I mean, it was officially released. I think. Oh, was to okay. the tap room. Um, maybe a month. I think it was in in right. conjunction he, with uh, yeah. the new season starting. Right, yeah, right. Whenever that was. That was five weeks ago. So. There you well, go. I, we just I just watched episode five the other day. So yeah. So yeah, I I don't know anything about Game of Thrones, but I like um I like all of those beers. The Drogos is probably my favorite. The uh, the Direwolf is a good beer, but not um that's not my my style. But I you know I enjoy that. Um, it's a double IPA, right? Yeah, the the Direwolf. The yes, Direwolf is, is a double. The White Walker is a, is a white, white IPA. IPA. Yeah, and then this one uh is a Goza, the Drogoza. Yeah, with dragon oh. fruit and passion fruit too, I think. Yeah. yeah, which I thought I thought it was a pretty good goza. I mean, we've been kind of jamming on gozas this summer. Um, definitely been having a couple of them, and I won't say it's the best one that we we've had, but I thought it was pretty darn good. No, it's definitely yeah. a, a good one, and it's also you know the first uh, sour that they've done there at Brickhouse. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So for their for. Paul's, I don't know if it's the first sour that he's ever brewed, but probably his first commercial one. Um, it's the first one done on their system in the brewery. And on that, yeah. I know it, that it's also a collaboration with the guys from Lithology. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So, listen, I'm happy about it. And uh, I mean, I, I was, I don't know what was uh, had gotten into me on that day, but I, I got the dire wolf when we were at Brickhouse. I was like, yeah, I was, I, was, I was shocked. I mean, I knew you. I thought at first you were like not taking one for the team because again, it's a good beer. But I thought you ordered something different so that like we could all sort of sample it. You were like, "Nah, I just ordered Direwolf." Like, all right, well, <laughs> whatever you want to do, man. Double, it's a double IPA, and we we kind of have found that we enjoy double IPAs, so it was not completely off the re- uh, reservation. No, no, it wasn't that. It was just no, more like just that other odd, one was there. That it I was, was an like, odd choice for me, considering that I had you know I had could get a Goza. A double IPA or a white IPA? And I was right. like, I'll have the double. <laughs> well, um, you said that there was um, that they teamed up with the guys from Mythology. I was I don't remember what the guys from Mythology had on tap. I was just sad that they didn't have the Rock Hammer Vanilla Porter there. Yeah. Well, they had their designated hitter, which is what I got, but I don't remember what the other beer they were pouring I think was. I skipped it because I wanted the Porter and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin got all pouty about it. A little bit, yeah. But then I followed it up with the Goza, so I was less pouty. Yeah, over in that general region, the uh, the uh, that early in the day, it's hard to remember, especially when you drink, you know, as many beers as we did. You yeah. know, we weren't we weren't mopped or anything, but it definitely was a, a long day. It was, it was a, a marathon. Day. Yeah. The, the only thing I remember from that general area was Garvey's Point. I think I had like almost one of everything. They had a they had two different. They oh, had a sour yeah, and a, a uh, they had a couple different interesting ones. Yeah, um, they had they I try, remember trying the Battalion Five one that right. they had that I thought was pretty good. Um, I didn't, which was, that was their pills. Yeah. The cool part about that is they brewed it, um, for the local fire department. Um, I don't know if it's a a charity thing or not for them, but it's, uh, they did it in at least in honor of, oh, I'm not sure they are right. Pretty much right next to the fire department over there. Yeah. Again, I, you, I think you mentioned it. They had something that was, what, what, was it a sour or was was it a a sour? That one was pretty tasty. I I liked that one. Um, then they had a saison too. It was a C something or that was C worthy. Was the sour? Yeah. Look at that man! Look at the big brains on you. Justin. Oh my I god! Think I, I think I got the saison, and you got and Mark, you got the 
the sour and we kind of each tried a little bit and i think i immediately said you won you got the right yeah. one <laughs> the saison was ki- was killer it was really really good but um you know another another new one that we found that was kind of interesting um underneath the tent was this um distill brewery yeah I, I don't even know how to i don't know if i'm saying it it's correctly. like it's, it's, it's steel kind of like the uh like the um it's got to be power tools like the chainsaw yeah, yeah exactly it's d- exactly like that with de in front of it yeah so they have a wild sour series of beers and i didn't realize it that day but we had had one of the other ones i think it's uh something it's something goza but this one was a blueberry sour yeah and i remember justin you being particularly like you have to stop yeah i kind of just, just finish you. whatever you have go get this now <laughs> um, yeah i was like chug that drink this yeah and you did not lie no yeah, it was very tasty that again kind of going back to that same like tart fruit brightness you know on a on a muggy day thankfully the sun wasn't too be- wasn't really beating beating down on us at all but still a little muggy a little sticky yeah, yeah. i mean it was better than uh sunday was but oh. saturday was Definitely a pretty good day for a, a outdoor festival. beer festival. Agreed. In the middle of August. Yeah. <laughs> but that um, that blueberry sour was was a really tasty beer, and I gotta say, I managed to find a four pack of it today. I saw I saw you bring that. Very excited for so, the uh, the next drinking day. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna throw those in the fridge, get them nice and nice cold, and be ready to go with those. Um, now one of our one of the neighbors to libme was i think it was what two tents down yeah something like that was um new belgium and they had two of their fat tire versions out they had the regular fat tire they had the fat tire wit or white what was yeah it? belgian white yeah it'd be Which white i did not get a chance to try did either of you guys get a chance to try the belgian no one? because if i see la folie i'm going to get la folie right yeah Which, i i tried hard to actually get the fat tire that I, I wasn't aware that that was like a new version of fat the fat tire i thought i i just didn't know i've never, I've never really been i didn't even look at the guy. tap handles before we even made it over there i heard that they had la folie on tap and like i was like i don't even want to know give me la folie put it in my glass now yeah. come on come on what's taking so long i was telling them that uh one day my wife had uh dropped a bottle of la folie that we had just purchased in oh. the parking lot of uh um, it wasn't Dave's. Bellport. No, oh, no, it wasn't. It was a different place. But they, uh, I had found in the back 2015 La Folie, like chilling out. And oh, wow. at the time it was, we were in 2017. I'm like, this, I need to have this. Even if this is vinegar and terrible and stored at 87 degrees Fahrenheit, I want to have this just even to have the bottle. See, I mean, the nice thing about New Belgium is they uh, flash pasteurize all their bottled beer. Right. So it's going to be stuck so- in time. I mean, it's going to have some oxidation and whatnot, but it shouldn't turn to vinegar. No, I mean, because there's not supposed to be anything alive in it. No, in fact, actually, um, Greg, I was it Greg, no, Brian, um, from his uh, um, uh, cellar. At, while we were there, we had 2011 La Folie. I don't remember having that. Oh, you definitely did. I grabbed you by your face and made you do it. <laughs> All um, right, you must have poured yeah, it in my yeah, glass then, because I, I never held the bottle. Otherwise, no. it would have been. We would have taken pictures with it. I, we should have. But, uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, you had some too. It I'm was, sure I did. Yeah, it was it was a little cardboardy, little bit, but it it was still lawfully for sure. So anyway, my wife, I was telling the guys at New Belgium, my wife dropped it, and we got into a huge argument over it. It almost ruined our whole day. And um, I think it was I think it was Phil. He was uh, yeah. <laughs> he thought that was pretty funny. Well, 
we got a chat. Um, Phil is this as one of the local sales reps for New Belgium, and we got a chance to actually. T- um, I grabbed him at the end of the day. Got a chance to talk to him for a couple minutes, and as always, put it on the recording. So let's uh, hear what Phil had to say. Name, boss. Phil. Evil. Evil. Yeah. All right, and you're with New Belgium Brewing. Correct. So, Phil, how'd you get started in brewing? Uh, well, I don't brew. Okay. <laughs> um, I do brew. I home brew. Okay. Um, but I went from home brewer to being the sales director at Great South Bay, oh, uh, working fantastic. my way up to uh, senior vice president at Great South Bay. Okay. Uh, and then a year, about a year and three months, year and four months ago, um, I was offered a job at New Belgium. Kind of one of those, you know, offers you can't refuse. Kind yeah, of I, I don't blame you. So you got so you said you're a home brewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you get started with any of the local homebrew groups? Yeah, I was very early on with LIBME uh, back okay. when we only had like ten members and could have meetings around a kitchen table. Yeah, yeah, I got and you. then kind of you know, I'd say I, I don't want to say I was like an integral part of you know bringing it to where it is now, but you know I was definitely kind of there on the forefront. You know, with the guys that really you know put in the time and effort to really make it what it is today. That's fantastic. Is there a particular style of beer that you really enjoy brewing? Uh, is there a particular beer that I enjoy brewing? Um, well, uh, two of my beers, uh, well, one of my beers um, that was a homebrew recipe of mine is currently made at Great South Bay. Oh, really? Uh, Which one's Jetty. that? Okay, the and, Jetty Cream uh, Ale. That's yeah, a good beer, yeah. man. I and they, um, yeah, and they won a gold medal at GABF yeah. for that beer. We've, um, uh, we've drank that beer, man. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good, solid beer. For sure, thank you. So, so yeah. thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate you're welcome. that. Well, I think they've tweaked the recipe a little bit. Uh, so right. I certainly can't take credit for what they're doing now, but uh, that I'll recipe... I'll take credit. No one will sure. tell you. <laughs> so yeah, a friend of mine, uh, Dan Lutker, uh, who was an early member of LIBME, who moved out to Seattle, uh, him and I used to brew that beer together. Um, we also um, you know, kind of came up with the recipes for uh, Marauder, which they make at Great South Bay as well, so that's kind of okay. where that started. Uh, but yeah, so it was you know really great to be able to try different beers and make different beers. Uh, but you know, I, I used to really like making IPAs and stuff. I haven't brewed in, in a while, kind of you know, work and stuff gets yeah. in the way, but isn't, yeah. it, isn't it a killer how that stuff all gets yes. in the way of you making yes, more beer? Absolutely. <laughs> So is that, did you get a chance to go around it all today, or you've just been stuck behind um, the taps? I've been stuck behind the taps for quite a while today, oh, uh, but I did get to try a couple. couple is there cool anything things. that really stuck out to you that you were like, man? Um, I really yeah, I really like the uh, the flamingo beer from Greenport. I had that uh, one. That I guess one was that nice. they won an award for that today. Okay. with with Dubco. Um, I tried a, a New England style IPA from Dubco, which I thought was pretty good. Um, yeah, I really didn't get a chance to go around really too much and hey, <laughs> try much. It's all good. I just want to say I really appreciate like New Belgium beers. I really like the Fat Tire is always a delicious beer. So I see that one. It's an old standby to me. Sure. Do you know if there's anything that they're coming like coming down the pipe that we might be seeing out here? Well, uh, we in just Long launched, Island soon? We just launched Fat Tire Belgian White. Okay. Uh, which is the first ever uh, official line extension of Fat Tire. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people get confused. They think the name of our brewery is Fat Tire. Right. Uh, but it's kind of a cool thing to have a brand that kind of has that, you know, Big clout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great word for it. Um, you know, so to kind of play on that with the Belgian White, uh, we've been looking for a line extension for that beer for a long time. And now that we just went national about two, three months ago, now is the perfect time to roll that beer out because we could roll it out 
throughout the right. entire country. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, here locally in New York, we're going to be bringing in a couple beers that we make uh, year-round elsewhere, like distribute elsewhere in the country. Such we're as? We're bringing in uh, Abbey, which All is right. our a Belgian-style double, which is actually one of the first beers we ever brewed you in Belgium. You have my interest. There you yeah. go. Yeah, and we're bringing Belgians. in our uh, Belgian triple. We'll be bringing oh, that in nice. as well. Uh, and then we've also got some really cool uh, experimental things that we're bringing in, like a beer called Sour Saison, which is uh, a Belgian Saison that's blended with some of our sour beer. Okay. Because uh, we have the, the largest sour beer production facility in North America. That's fantastic. Me, yeah. Me and the boys on the podcast are huge fans of sour beer, cool. so we are always excited whenever stuff like that sure, comes out. Sure, sure. All right, man. Hey, Phil, thank you so much for taking a couple yeah, minutes no problem, with us, man. man. All right, have a good day. Enjoy you the rest of well. the show. Cheers. Bye. So... Thanks again to Phil for carving out a couple minutes of his day with us. And I want to say thank you again also to him because he gave me a cool New Belgium sticker oh. that no one else got. What the fuck? You son of a bitch. I was hey, just putting up my stickers the other day. You guys had to, you guys got to sit and drink more beer, and I ran around and got the interview, so I got the sticker. I didn't know where you were going, though. You weren't like, hey, I'm going to go talk to you people. You just wandered how off. How fucked up were you? You don't remember 2011 La Folie, and you also don't remember where he went. I knew where he went. Greg Kelly just kept handing me bombers of beers that I've never heard of before and saying, drink this. He he turned he turned to us and said, guys, I'm going to go do the interview now. And I was like, okay, cool. I felt a little bad because I kind of wanted to go with him, but I also really wasn't in, a, in much shape to go interview anybody. And I wasn't sure that Kevin was. But I have to say, in listening to them, I, Kevin was very well composed. I'm going to say that that partially comes from some experience of me usually being the kid that was shoved to the front of the group going you explain to the parents of what was going on oh <laughs> when we're getting in trouble so you know sober up right quick <laughs> <laughs> let's go do this explain be responsible Oomph. so part of being responsible here is that we need to talk about the event the event within the event yes the competition that was going on of who could brew the best peach beer Yes, it was the 2017 Brood competition. They even got, and I know how how into trophies you are. I do love. I trophies. know you'd prefer it to be a belt. I think belts are pretty awesome, but there, this was a good second. Yeah, the, this is a golden keg trophy that the uh, the winners got. I wonder yeah. if it's still usable. I highly doubt because I mean, it looked like a corny keg that was spray painted gold. <laughs> that's as far as I. That's all it looked like to me too. But I mean, to be able to refill it would be awesome as well but i just i just would like that you they were able to like pick anything you anytime you can pick stuff up and wave it over your head kind of like a <laughs> like a uh, like the stanley cup like the stanley cup it's great it's good to go i can only imagine now they're gonna probably just gonna have to call whatever they put it in like the krylon sour or you know <laughs> uh, i think that's what i think if it comes back we'll send this up to the ladder to whoever else you know whoever can make these decisions but maybe we can kind of convert it into a kind of cup thing to make it into something like a Stanley Cup. That would be pretty cool. So that they can drink the winning beer out of the trophy that they won with the beer? Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. <laughs> Kevin's wheels are just spinning. I, I see it. You're telling me well, you that, wouldn't I mean, that's that? part of the reason why I was like wondering if the keg is still functional, because that's what I would do. I'd put yeah. that beer in that keg and then serve it to people and be like, you see this keg? I won it with this beer that you're <laughs> drinking that I'm serving you from this keg. <laughs> Don't mind the gold flakes. Yeah, that they just add texture. It's all good. It's edible gold. Yeah. that's the thing. So what? Yeah, it is. So what were some of the um, some of the? I think how many? What was it? Nine that came in. There were nine uh, nine local breweries uh, participated, and right. uh, let me run down the list here. We have uh, Lithology Brewing Company, which uh, with a pretty awesome name here, Peaches Be Crazy. 
It's uh, an Indian summer ale, they're calling it. I'm not exactly sure <laughs> what what that is. I, I actually think I, I tried it. it. I do remember it being particularly peachy. I did um, not try that one. Did you, Mark? No, I had the designated hitter when we were over there. Gotcha. Spider by Beer Company had the Peche, a French Saison with peaches. Um, I saw that. I did not try it. I did not get a chance to try it. It was one of the ones that I was really looking forward to trying that escaped my memory. Hmm. Long Island Beer Co. had an extra pale ale cask uh, with the fresh peaches in it. I had that. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I did not uh, get that. I don't remember what I got from Long Island. I forget. I don't think I got something from Long Island. I yeah, we like were I trying missed... to be responsible, and if we had had something before, um, we decided that we were going to abstain just so that we could make it through the day, and that we didn't pull the Justin at the at the cast festival. I yeah. feel like that might have been the mo- one of the you know I might have been on a bathroom break that, that when we were hit hit that table. It's possible. So uh, I don't remember what poor Jeff did, but uh, they what they had was just called peach beer. Okay. Uh, according to this, again, I'm sure it had some name while there it was there. It may not have just made it. I'm looking at the uh, Craft Classic site. Greenport. I think Hall. it might have been their beach beer with peach in it. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, I now the name makes sense. Good. I'd like their beach beer. Yeah. Mm. Greenport Harbor Brewing Company, in conjunction with uh, Destination Unknown, had uh, the Fuzzy Flamingo, which was a strawberry peach Berliner Weiss, and it was delicious. That was sick. It was very tasty. St. James had their uh, Peche, a peach ale, which I've had before. Yeah, I'm, it's also very good. It is very I did good. not get a chance to try as we mentioned before. They were. Busy, 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 and I wasn't going to wait around for something that I know they make. They've made. It it wasn't like a special edition one. Right. So, Mustache Brewing Company had their Sailor Mouth IPA with an addition of peach. I did not uh, try that because I'm not a big Sailor Mouth dude, so I did not go for that one. Did either of you guys sample that? No, No. I don't think I had anything from Mustache. Um, Blue Point Brewing Company had That's Just Peachy, a peach IPA. I skipped that one. Me too. Yeah, I got the prop stopper from them. I don't remember. I did whatever I got from them was pretty damn good, but I don't remember what it was. It was the first beer we had, was from them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Great South Bay had their mango you had peach. To drink the bait clean. I did. You're right. Mango peach fruit beer was the uh, Great South Bay brewery entry. And drum roll, please. I normally don't like when people hit the table, but I'm doing it. <laughs> and the winner is? The winners were uh, Greenport Harbor and Destination Unknown with the Fuzzy Flamingo Strawberry Peach Berliner Weiss, which, again, having not sampled all of them, I can't be sure, but that beer was amazing. So I, I can't imagine anything else being as good, though I hope they all were. Yeah, I was. that was one of the ones that particularly stuck out to me over the course of the whole day, not just in the peach category, just overall the beers. I The Berliner Weiss is, an, is a variety that... I really enjoy. Yeah, and style. it was also very, like, perfectly suited to, again, a beer festival in the middle of August outside. Oh, yeah, it was it was, it was, was just a perfect beer for everything with it, and I really thought it was really well done with everything, and I want more. Yeah. I, I wonder if they happen to have... I don't know. Well, the good news is, is you can get it at Dubco or either Greenport Harbor's tasting rooms. There you go. That's pretty awesome. Which, I got to say, I saw on Greenport Harbor's uh like f- pavilion thing that they have what would you call, like their pop-up tent a little long a little further than their yes, average beer run I did like that, that is tag a great tagline that is a great tagline I really enjoyed that one um so because Dubco is a little closer to me I will might you know might be trying to swing by there yeah one evening and see if I can pick up a little bit of it I do want to make a trek out to the uh the either either of them but you know being close to the Peconic tasting room 
for Great South Bay. I haven't been there. Not Great South Bay. Sorry, Greenport Harbor. I haven't been out there in a while. And uh, actually, I've never had anything from their food truck because I've never. <laughs> well, I think yeah. like the the full blown restaurant and whatnot is open now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but, I haven't um, been out there in at least a year or so. Yeah, it's well, I think it's more than that, but it's uh, been a while. Yeah, it was probably fall last year that we were out that way. But, you know, speaking of having that again, I'm pretty sure that uh, um, uh, Brad from uh, Dubco in, in this uh, upcoming interview is going to give you a little exclusive on exactly what's being done with uh, some of this uh, tasty uh, concoction. Exactly. So here's Brad. Brad, congratulations. I heard your fuzzy flamingo has won the fantastic best peach beer of the day. Congratulations, man. Hey, you want to know what? It was, uh, it was a great beer. Super pumped. Pat over at Greenport Harbor, though. He was behind the scenes. He brewed that beer, gave us the uh, the ratios of fruit, everything. He, he taught us a lesson. Uh, Pat out at Greenport's awesome. So did you have anything to do with like the development of the beer, or what was your role in there? So we pretty much we talked with uh, Greenport, and we wanted to make something other than an IPA. We felt like every other uh, collaboration was an IPA, and... Pat said, hey, you know your way around fruits. We said, you know your way around sours. And that's kind of how we came up with the, the sour peach, uh, yeah. sour collaboration. Yeah. I got a chance to try the Fuzzy Flamingo, and it was absolutely a fantastic beer. Is this something that you guys might think maybe either one of you might carry for a little bit? So when we tasted it, we were actually pretty surprised. And uh, the secret that nobody knows is we took half of that batch and we put it into wild ale barrels. Oh, and, uh, nice. So we're going to let that sit for a year. This was the only part one of what we want to do with Greenport. Okay. They're awesome and they're so educated. So, yeah, so the second half of this beer actually is already working towards something in the future. And what do we think that that year with the wild ale, ale barrels is going to produce with that? Is there any kind of idea? So we did that without the, without the fruit. So we just have our sour base ale that went oh, into barrels. Nice. I like that idea. Uh, so we're going to look to make some sort of lambic. And if we need to add some fruit later on, but we're going to blend it for a year and just have a good time with it. I like that idea, man. Well, Brad, congratulations. And I want to say thank you again for all the fantastic beer you nah. make. And uh, that wonderful golden uh, keg should be sitting on the mantle somewhere. I hope so. Thank you very all much. Right. And uh, don't forget about Greenport as well. Oh, they, I'm going to stop over there they next. They were half in there. Yeah, have a good day, man. So thanks again to Brad for taking a minute to talk to us. And i got to say, I always love that nine times out of ten when I get a chance to talk to Brad, he seems like he's really been enjoying himself. Yes, yes. I agree. <laughs> And uh, it makes me, uh, he makes me enjoy myself. So now, um, we were, we, we've talked that we really want this beer to stay around and we want to find new ways for it. But I think one of you guys had heard some rumors that they have some plans for this beer. Yeah. The, uh, actually, Brad just mentioned it. He, in the interview, he, um, all right. Yeah. yeah he, he told us he was going to take some of it and throw it in a barrel for a year. Yeah. How that sounds so awesome. I, I, it's exciting. Can we fast forward? Can, can we? I'm almost at the point where I want to invent time travel more just to fast forward beer production rather than anything else. <laughs> That'd be nice. What is it? It's a magic little box that you put it in. It ages through. Sorry if I sh- as I shake everything on the table. That's okay. It gave everyone the effect of being here. I, I think they really felt it coming through the sounds. Yeah. It's just a good thing they don't have smell cast anymore. You know. Yeah, no more smell. Of I it. mean, they could just get like five hundred of those tiny little barrels that, like the one Andrew had his meat in. Oh, just yeah. get a lot of surface area going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but the beer was a um, was a collab, so we also got a chance to talk to Lee from Greenport Brewing. Yes. And we're going to hear from him now. Hi, Lee. I'm Kevin. I'm with Beertastic Voyage. Um, I hear you're part of the team that made the winning Flamingo beer today, man. Could you tell us anything about that beer? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, first off, Fuzzy uh, Flamingo is a collab between us and Destination Unknown Beer Company. You know, like, awesome guys. Chris, Brad, they're awesome. We want, really wanted to work with them for a while, so it just kind of worked out well that they had time to come out to our spot in Greenport and brew. Um, so, really, the head brewer on this project was uh, Pat Alford, our lead brewer. And um, okay. this was um, unofficially part of our OG series, something that right. we do small batch ales and lagers in Greenport, New York, a 15 barrel system. And, you know, the guys at Dubco and us like, thought about what we wanted to do, and we decided to keep going with the Berliner Weiss series we've been doing. And this time was the first time we've added lactose to that Berliner Weiss. Oh, that was a really good addition, man. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, added um, uh, peach and raspberry to it as well. And, you know, it gave it a little softer, kind of creamier, pillow-like flavoring to it. Really easy to go down, you know. Our Berliner Weisses have always been a hit in the past. You know, our Berry OGB was awesome. Apricot got received very well. So having the peach and raspberry on that bill just made it even better. And we couldn't be more happy to work with the guys from Dubco because, you know, their help and, you know, input into the formula, the recipe, just made it a complete winner. And we're really proud of winning it today. Well, all three of us got a chance to try the Fuzzy Flamingo, and all of us, as soon as we tasted it, immediately went, this is an amazing beer, and we really enjoyed the flavor of it. And we just, it was just, it was really striking. It was fresh. It was straightforward. And some of the other IP, some of the other peach beers that we tried today were really, okay, we're going to take an IPA, and we're going to dump some peach into it. It wasn't quite as interesting as that, but just that little bit of sourness to it, which we love sour beers, and everything was just a fantastic combination. So congratulations, and just wanted to let you know: do not let Brad keep the golden, um, golden keg. Make sure some of that works back to you for a couple weeks or so. He might maybe, run off with it. You know, I have a feeling. He maybe might, it's like but... an every other weekend thing. You guys got to trade it or something, but you can't let him keep that, okay? I won't let him keep it, but you know, he can have his fun with the gold keg. So you know, we, we all had a blast today. We're happy to have won. So it's it's awesome that we get to share that keg, and you know, the memories just from winning it today. Well, was there? Did you get it? Were you stuck behind the table all day, or did you get a chance to go out and try a couple beers today? Oh, I definitely walked around. You know, there was definitely like a lot of great beers being poured today. You know, from everyone from Long Island brews to non-Long Island brews. Like, you know, Mustache is always killing it. You know, like they're always doing a great job. Um, so I was really happy to like walk around, try some people. You know, I got some friends in like some beer and mall clubs. I did some home brews. It was nice to try home brews at these events as well. Um, yeah, the the LIBME guys were nice of us, nice enough to host us today. So we were hanging out with them, got a chance to try all of those, and man, they were all pretty good. Awesome, yeah. Like it's just you know great to support independent beer, and you know an event like this is just a great way to bring everyone together. So we were really happy to be a part of it. Agreed. Anything in particular that really stood out to you that you're like, man, I wish they bottled that, and I really want to go and find that. You know, like, unfortunately, I was stuck behind the table a lot because cause Fuzzy was just, like, going like crazy. And, yeah. you know, and so so we went through both of our kegs of that beer, and it was just a, you know, we had a pretty long line. Luckily, you know, you know, Brad was able to, like, you know, tell people at the Dubco table, you know, about it, and we were able to get them over here. Um, but, yeah, there was definitely a lot of good stuff going around today, and, you know, supporting Long Island beer is what it's all about. So. Well, Lee, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes with me, and congratulations on uh, winning that Golden Keg, okay? Thank you very much. Hey, hope to see some more beers from you guys soon. Awesome. All Cheers. Right. Take care, man. 
So, as always, we need to thank Lee just one more time. So, thanks, Lee, for giving us the time time to talk to us. I know he was uh, packing up as I was picking his brain, and I think the guy or girl that was there helping him kind of was like, oh, man, come on, like help me pack up. It's the end of the day. <laughs> Stop talking to this guy. What I thought was really cool about both Brad's interview and um, Lee's is how much they both of them wanted everyone to know that they worked with the other one. Yeah. So it was, it was really, really cool. That they were really into sharing the win. Um, and I don't know. It was just nice to see, especially from, you know, two of our favorite breweries. Yeah, I agree. And I was, I think it was well-deserving of the win, too. Yes. So um, that's going to pretty much bring this to a, a wrap. But do you guys have any other last thoughts from the event that you guys want to share so i'm going to bring up uh, a goose island beer that i think we all liked i know that it's not exactly 100 percent in the spirit of craft beer but um it was a barley wine i don't remember i think it's they just call it barley wine but, well i mean no, it was the bourbon county barley oh wine. right it was the bourbon county barley wine right but they were the tap handle that they were using was for something else entirely uh-huh. so I didn't I notice the tap handle on it. It was not for a barley wine. Yeah, they, that was the see the way they had it. The, the I remember the I remember it now. The way they had a little uh, they had a little card there, and one of the beers listed was a double secret beer. It was just all question marks, and I'm, that that was the barley wine. Oh, uh, okay. Because I, I don't remember what I was looking forward to having that <laughs> that they were supposed to have on. I went back later and it was gone. But that was the other item listed. So I think that was the tap tap handle that they were using at the oh, moment okay. for the barley wine. Gotcha. But um, that was killer beer and i think for me at least on par with the distill sour and as far as you know one of my favorite non-local beers yeah i mean i thought it was a really a really incredible barley wine i haven't had um i haven't had a ton of barley wine but sometimes it gets a little overpowering um you know a little too much like um cognac right you know and really gets at you but I thought that one was a little more mellow than some of the other ones that I've had, and I enjoyed it. I was like, all right, I'm not going to drink a ton of it, but to have, you know, I could have gone back for one more, two more samples of it. Yeah, I know a lot with barley wines, they kind of want you to keep them around for like a couple of years before you drink them, so I'd be curious to know exactly how long that one had uh, chilled out in their facility. Yeah. Good question. I do not know. I do have to cast a little bit of uh, shame in barbecue's direction because... I do love them, and they were the uh, primary food vendor for the event, I guess you could say. Yeah. But they drastically underestimated the quantity of macaroni and cheese that they would need. They had to be aware that I was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, they missed that memo. (laughs) Um, Because pretzel buns as well. Yeah, I mean, they ran out of the pretzel buns as well. well, But, I mean, the the greater sin to me, I think, is the fact that... uh, I didn't get any macaroni and cheese because I wasn't digging the macaroni and cheese when we were there early in the day at like lunchtime. But later in the day when I had the munchies from all the beer I was drinking, (laughs) I want me some goddamn macaroni and cheese with pulled pork on it. (laughs) And they didn't have any left. I will say, though, I I commend them for, uh, you know, continuing to drive back to the to the restaurant to get to get more of whatever they could. It it was still, you know, very well done. At least one run was made back to Patchog to pick up more provisions. But uh, it was it was not quite enough. Hopefully they hopefully they make the adjustments. The food itself was fantastic. Phenomenal. Oh, I do, yeah. want, I do I want to make that perfectly clear. Like we are not bashing their. Food I love at barbecue. Love- I enjoy the food. I, I'm yeah. just uh, complaining that I didn't get any macaroni and cheese. Well, Mark, 
if it helps you at all, much like the Pinewood Derby, you can live vicariously through me as I lived through you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was very good. It was, uh, you should have, should have been there. Should have had some. I mean, I have had it at the past couple of live <laughs> after fives, but, uh, you know, I just wasn't feeling it early in the day. But like I said, after I had the beer munchies and I wanted some goddamn macaroni and cheese, I couldn't get any. Yeah, well. I had to settle for some kibasa on a potato bun because I ran out of pretzel buns. So you really got the shit out of the stick twice there, huh? A little bit, yeah. yeah a little bit. Oh, that's cool. All right. Go, go upstairs and rub your third place trophy. Tell me how you feel. <laughs> well. Well, Mark goes and rubs his trophy, and Justin <laughs> giggles to himself and gloating about getting the mac and cheese. I'm going to bow out of this. So, guys, I think it was a great event, and I'm looking forward to doing it again next year. Sounds Absolutely. Like a plan. Well, cheers, everybody. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash voyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers. <laughs>